Fables Around the Table Continuum is a tense horror tale set in space. Our story features adult language and includes subjects and themes that may be upsetting for some audiences. This includes mental health, trauma, loss of autonomy, gun violence, self-harm, and suicide, descriptions of blood and gore, and death. Listen at your own discretion. Series to SMS 108, you are a go for talking approach. Copy that, Series. Velocity matched and making approach. 80 meters. 60 meters. 40. 30. 20. 10. 5. 1. Contact. Clamp engaged. Copy that, SMS 108. Extending cargo umbilical to port airlock. You guys dock at a supply depot in orbit over the series mining colony to offload cargo. This space station that is basically a bunch of scaffolding armature holding giant cargo modules where they store it up here in orbit and then they module at a time, slowly descend it down to the mining colony when supplies are needed. The cargo umbilical is attached to the port airlock, and it's all hands on deck to start moving the cargo you were hired to transport here off ship. So when it comes to stuff like this, this kind of work is usually not your individual areas of expertise, but you don't have somebody on board that is just the cargo unload guy. So how do you guys feel about having to do this sort of manual labor, just kind of schlepping boxes off the ship, especially people like Cameron, who is a medic, and Seabold, who is an engineer? <laughs> so... I think in any other given circumstance, Cameron would be like, I'm a medic, I don't need to be doing this menial labor, but because he was in the military, this seems like something that is still expected to be done. So I think there's kind of like a a sad kind of like resignment of like, all right, fine, I guess I got back on potato duty. <laughs> other duties as assigned. I put the captain's liver back together the other day, but you know, still got to do orders. <laughs> So yeah, like, bitch work's got to get done. Uh, I would say B is similar, like a very, not necessarily as resigned, just more so like, this is something I can do to help. For sure, for sure. Because I feel like security officer doesn't necessarily have a lot to do when we're in between locations necessarily. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, something to do. Hell yeah. Uh, Seabold is firmly in the, you know, hey, it, we, we can't expect to progress in any organization if we don't put in the work. And so Seabold uh, is totally fine with this. Hey, like, I might not like it, you know what I mean? But I'm, I'm doing the work that needs to be done so I can be at the level that I know that I should yeah, be, you absolutely. know? absolutely. Put in that elbow grease. That's right. I think Jack is uh, delegating as much as he can, um... But, I mean, presumably we have some sort of uh, cargo unloading mechanism of some flavor, whether yeah. that's a sweet robot suit or whether it's just a pallet yeah. jack or something. It's, it's somewhere in the middle, honestly. <laughs> that's fair. It, it's kind of like the the loader mech from Aliens. Yeah. 
but just its hand that you have like <laughs> pallet jack handles on and then it has like little zero g thrusters but then it also has like wheels in the event that there is gravity there's not gravity here this is zero g so you guys are moving around either using mag boots which is slow or slowly drifting stuff and pushing off the walls and grabbing on the various handholds throughout the ship whichever your preference so delphine takes um an inordinate amount of time to actually join mm-hmm. in helping but it's because she's very busy making sure that the ship is properly docked and that everything is in order. Um, all of the systems are indicating that everything is still good. And when she does come down to help, she is blank-faced. She neither expresses like joy for helping or like any sort of camaraderie or any sort of disappointment that this is what she's doing. Got it. B. You're in the process of moving one of the large cargo containers, which you're a little bit handier at doing um, due to your enhancements. Although in this particular instance, when you are going to drop off the cargo on the space station, your arm locks up and will not release. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to pause and try to see if I can fix it myself. Yeah. Are you trying to like manually fix it, like physically kind of like trying to like release a lock in the the actual mechanics of the arm? Or are you trying to like maybe override like the Neuralink kind of systems, which you can do through your, your cybernetic implants? I think first she tries manually. Okay. Let's see. Go ahead and make me a uh, intellect check and uh, any skills that you would like to apply that you think apply here if you can explain how it would apply you can feel free to add one I'm trying to think if I can make a case for athletics <laughs> um, if that were the case I would instead ask for a strength roll but okay that that's fair that's fair could result in you breaking your arm yeah I don't want that I'll go with the intellect check okay that is a 70. Oh, no. Out of 33. <laughs> yeah, that fails. You take a point of stress. Okay. And your arm is clamped on. I think she's going to try to make not make a big deal out of it and try to act like things are normal. I didn't want to set it down. <laughs> I'm just going to hang on to it. Right. Like, she's just trying to, like, reposition or something to, like, someone's not, like, looking. Mm-hmm. Like, who's around? Just your crew. This is basically just like a drop and go assignment. There was like no one really to check it in. The computer system is basically just managing the receiving of this cargo. So you didn't even like encounter anybody because this is not like a manned space station. Each module is pressurized for the purposes of loading them in. Um, But there's not like, you know, people on board the space station. You're loading cargo off the ship basically directly into a cargo container in space. I think once she like realizes she can't, get it unstuck um she's gonna sidle on over to Siebel the next time he pops out and goes Siebel Siebel it's stuck again oh uh yeah gosh I hate it when it does this okay um and then I'm gonna go ahead and try to assist okay go ahead and make an intellect check you can use a skill that you believe would be helpful here if you have one uh, yeah, I have, I guess it kind of depends on how you <laughs> would do this, but I, I have mechanical repair. That could definitely be applicable. So, and I'm rolling what? So it's a D100. So you're rolling a D10 and a percentile. Got you. Okay. And you're trying to roll below your intellect stat. Plus your bonus. The intellect stat plus your bonus. Yeah. 
cool. Hold on. I gotta math it. Hold on here, friends. Dang math. Math. I am six short. I rolled a 69. I have 63. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) That was very close. All right. So here's here's what I'm going to say. That was close enough that you're able to, like, you get out your instruments and you're able to kind of loosen the solenoids in the elbow that allows her to at least let go of the cargo she's holding on to, but the arm is still like kind of locked up where she can't control it. But at least she's not like lugging around a huge floating pallet of cargo anymore. There's nothing else you can do? Well, I mean, you know, I can take a look at it again in a few minutes. Cameron may also be able to have some insight as the medic. B, you would also know when you've had problems like this in the past, you can actually basically make a service call into the company that made and installed these prosthetics. Because sometimes it's like a software issue, and sometimes they can fix it remotely. Or if they can't, then you can schedule to meet a tech that can fix it for you. If it's beyond the capabilities of your crewmates. Okay. How far along are we in unloading the cargo? Um, I would say you're probably about halfway done. The rest of your crewmates can manage. You're not that helpful in, the, in, the, right. in your current state. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to go and try and make one of those calls. I'm going to go and try and uh, call in some help. Sure. Yeah, you probably take a kind of couple steps off to the side for some semblance of privacy or float on over. Are you using mag boots or are you you floating? Uh, I think mag boots. Sure. So you have to move a little bit slower and kind of clomp along. Um, The electromagnetics in your heels kind of activate with each step and then automatically deactivate as you lift up. But it kind of takes like half a second each time to actually engage and disengage. So you take a couple steps off to the side and you can pull out your hand terminal Odin Biomedical, Gemma speaking. Hi, Gemma. Uh, I have a cybernetic arm that's locked up and I need some assistance. Of course. Um, Can I get your name and patient number? Beatrice Saunders, 567-954596. All right, Miss Saunders. Um, What appears to be the problem? I was carrying something in my, my elbow. It just got stuck. I, I, I can't move it. Uh, I see. Um, uh, let's see. Okay, with your current model, that's the um, XR47. Uh, ah, yes, yeah. This appears to be a known issue. Um, it appears that um, there is uh, interference between your augmentations and your CNI. This is very common. It's a very easy fix. Um, ooh, although I do have a note here on your file from your debt sponsor, Gavin Price, Valkyrie Inc. Um, it appears they have barred you from receiving maintenance assistance if you are past due, and it does seem like you are currently overdue on your most recent payment. It was... I thought I had a few more days. Um, no, uh, let's see five days ago um it's totally fine repossession does not occur until after a 60-day grace period although you can't receive um any current maintenance until your balance is met you're kidding me i'm sorry i don't kid (laughs) (laughs) sorry this is (laughs) as a capitalist drone i'm incapable of joking I couldn't. I was trying to keep myself together. <laughs> me too. Me too. I'm the one in the scene, and I was just trying so hard to hold it together. 
but just the I'm sorry, I cannot kid. Just floored me. <laughs> so she'll say, you do have a couple options. Uh, the simplest one is simply making your payment um, that would uh, unlock your file and allow us to provide you the assistance you need. Although you can also feel free to reach out to your debt sponsor, um, Mr. Price, with Valkyrie Inc., um, as it appears that they've taken stewardship over your current medical debts. And uh, it is their requirements on your file that are preventing us from providing you assistance. Um, so perhaps you could work out an agreement with them to lift that. Uh, but until that happens, I'm sorry I can't help you. She lets out like a long sigh through her nose. Thank you for your assistance. I will figure it out. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. You too. <laughs> <laughs> and she hangs up and uh, I think she would probably go and fume for a little while in her room. Honestly, mm -hmm. I don't think she has the best temper control. Yeah. Jack, I think you noticed that. I was going to ask. Um, couldn't, uh, well, could I have made some sort of role to, to have overheard any of that? You can have overheard it. Okay. Yeah. I think B gets a notification of uh, plus 420 credits and a winky face uh, and just dash J. Boop. Shit. Um... I send back an angry face, but I accept the money. <laughs> B, you're currently in module six, the crew commons module. You had just seen an individual head into ADC-6A, the airlock to the unknown docked vessel. And shortly thereafter, the entire station shakes from the reactor explosion that happens every loop. And all the security lights and a backup system has come on. So everything is now shrouded in that ominous red glow. A true nightmare. <laughs> Siebold and Delphine, you guys are in module three, the multi-purpose logistics module. Since you moved SMS 108 over to there, um, however, you've been unable to advance since you don't have a green security fob, since that is with B. All right, that plan failed. I'll, uh, I'll just see you on the next loop. Don't wait up. Gunshot comes over your comms. I think B's immediately going to go, like, start calling for Jack. Jack! Jack, come in! Siebel, Delphine, you there? Is it with you? Uh, is what with me? The alien! Uh, oh, uh, no. What the fuck happened? Uh, I think... I think... I think he just... I, I don't know. <laughs> but I don't... I, the alien's not here, I'll tell you that. He wasn't here in this module with me, though. Um, am I at that... I, I'm just in six. Am I at the door that the person disappeared through? Yeah, so B, you drifted your way over there, so I think you're about at that door now. I'm going to try to get it open. It is locked down. Can I tell if it's because the power is out or because that person locked it down? The little terminal next to the door is looking for a security fob, and security fob not detected. Mm, and I can't tell what, what color it needs? 
it's not saying, which is the first time that's ever happened. It usually says what security level clearance it needs, and uh, that's not happening here. Interesting. Um, you may be able to surmise that it's because of not the station security, but whatever security precautions this vessel that is docked has. Okay. So it, it may need exclusive security clearance to access that vessel. B's going to just try to bang on the door and be like, open up. I just want to talk. There is no reply. Of course not. And you think you see something move out of the corner of your eye. Okay. I turn around, gun raised. God damn it. You don't see anything. There's just the dead bodies floating around this room. Even with my infrared goggles? You turn on your infrared goggles. You see several heat sources coming from the electronics and mechanics of the module and the station. You see the lingering heat signatures of these bodies that have perished only a few hours ago, but you don't see anything with a heat signature moving. Hmm. Delphine and Siebold, what are you guys up to? Yeah, so um, I don't know. I'll kind of take Delphine's lead on this one. Go ahead. How's Delphine doing? You failed your sanity roll. I did fail my sanity roll. Delphine is not great. I think at this point, she's pretty tight-lipped and white-faced, but seems otherwise fine, which is probably not good. <laughs> I think Delphine will patch over to B and ask how B's doing. How you be? How you be? How you be? In a rather strangled <laughs> voice. How you be? Is that some sort of joke? No. Okay. I've heard it before, if it was. <laughs> I'm alive. I'm looking for it. Well, we're having some problems because we don't have the green fob, so I'm thinking we might swing back, put the ship back where we started. Would it be faster for me to head to you? Hmm... And she's still just, like, trying to, like, scan the area. Nick, would it be faster? <laughs> well, it, actually, it would probably be a little faster. Okay. If she goes right now, she can get there in a scene. Okay. You taking the ship would take a scene to move and then a scene to arrive. Okay. Well, let's give B a scene moving through everything. Sure. Delphine will suggest that it, it might be best then not to move the ship and to have B come to them. Roger that. And she's going to turn off the comms. Well, so much for this. And she's going to start making her way to, where are they, Module 3? Mm -hmm. So you'd be moving through Module 5, StatSec and Medical, Module 4, Eclis, Environmental Control and Life Support Systems, and then you'd be in Module 3. So you're moving counterclockwise around the ring of the station. Okay. Yeah, I do that. All right. You begin drifting in that direction, and you swear you see something move out of the corner of your eye in the shadows. I fucking... Turn, turn on my infrared eye again and um, aim my gun at it again. This time I want you to make me a check. Okay. Um, let's call it a speed check. You see movement out of the corner of your eye. We'll see how fast you can look. Can I apply military training? Sure. Okay. Uh, which dice? I'm going to use the bloody ones. <laughs> <laughs> that is a 38. And... You said speed. Oh, I mm -hmm. made it because that would be a 42 with my military training. Sure. Okay. We're going to say this is as you're moving into module five, you're in the medical side and, you know, using the green fob to move through PMA six, five, and you move into the stat station security. And then that's when you see the movement and you whip around. You don't see movement, but you do see what looks like a panel on the wall with some exposed wires. It looks like it was removed for maintenance. 
and then there's a small terminal and you see that there is a red blinking light nestled in the conduit and wires a red blinking oh um can i check it out yeah what what do i what do i see so you move up to it and it does look like it's a maintenance panel that was removed and you see rows and rows of conduit and wiring and hosing and that sort of thing and a small terminal off to the one side and it almost looks as if it's an led that's loose on a wire hanging off the one side and as you get close to examine it the conduit moves and grabs you and changes color son of a bitch and texture the LED not being an LED at all, but the end of a tentacle biofluorescing. And I need you to make a body save. God damn. Okay. Shit. I could not see the alien with my infrared, right? No. Okay. Just wanted to make sure that that was intentional. Or... Well, yeah. So it does have a signature, but it was like it looked similar to any other electronics mm-hmm. in the room. Right. And since it was pretending to be part of the environment, it didn't stand out. Right. Okay. Body save? Yes. That is an 87 out of 32. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yikes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so so you... point of stress, Yeah, you take a point of stress, and I would like you to roll me a d10. That's a six. Uh, six. Hmm. How do I want to adjudicate that? Yeah, um, I think it's going to lash out and the tentacles begin wrapping around your prosthetic arm. Oh, shit. And then you immediately feel your prosthetic arm begin to seize as it's receiving electrical signals that are not coming from you. And your entire arm shorts and locks up. No. As this thing begins climbing and wrapping its tentacles around your arm, trying to move up your body. Um shit let me think uh (laughs) sorry and you're also taking damage right so you're taking 24 okay that's a wound okay and wait how much does my combat armor give me knocked off of that or not combat armor my standard battle dress is that the ap uh standard battle dress is seven armor points so you said it was 20 how much 24 24, so that would be 17 that still gets me a wound damn it Mm -hmm. and now your armor is is damaged right don't we have to roll something for the wounds or something? Uh, I did that. I got ahead of myself. Oh, okay. Uh, that uh, was my arm seizing up. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I got ahead of myself on that. Okay. We decided that it was B's left arm and left eye that was prosthetic, right? It's been a while since we talked about that. Yeah, correct. That's what it is in the artwork anyway. So the trank pistol, that can be held by one hand, right? Yeah, it's a pistol. I want to use the trank pistol on the alien. Sure. A combat roll, I guess. How do I do this? <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, so you make a combat roll. Okay. And then uh, use my skill in firearms as well? Yep. Come the fuck on. No, 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 no. That sounds like a critical failure to me. I got an 88, y'all. Ooh. Oh. That is a critical Ooh. failure. Um, I know what happens. Oh, no. <laughs> but I think we're going to cut back to Delphine and Simple. Oh, no. <laughs> How dare! <laughs> I think Siebold's first thing, like after having B chat over the comms about Jack and not really knowing where Jack is, like we'll try to go and and 
check out on the storage platform and do that while that scene is happening. Sure. So I think that's what Siebel's just going to try to do. Okay. External storage platform. What are you looking for? Uh, like to, because I think that that's where I knew Jack was going, right? Yeah. You guys knew Jack was going out there and Jack explained what was happening. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So that's not an actual module. That's like, that's outside. Um, so you put on a vac suit. Uh, I mean, if I can just like look out the window, that's probably fine too. Uh, yeah. You go into uh, ADC3A. It's like, I might know what happened, Nick, but I need to see what yeah. happened. Yeah. Yeah. You go into ADC3A and you can look through the, the circular port and you see like the, the rows of like cargo containers. And I don't think you see Jack. I think it's already been too long. Um, whatever remained hmm. of him got gobbled up by the black hole. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. I think Seabolt just takes this as in, like, this is all just fascinating. <laughs> there is something wrong with Seabolt. Yeah, no, Seabolt is not well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Delphine, what are you doing while you're waiting for B to arrive? Uh, twiddling her thumbs. <laughs> okay. We're going to advance to the next scene just as you guys are waiting. The door from PMA 43 opens and gunfire rings out. And I need um, Delphine to make a body save. Oh, damn. Fascinating. Hate this. <laughs> we got to drive our character's stress up. Mm-hmm. Okay. If I'm on the app, do I save? Then you press whatever save it is, yeah. I got a 97 for my body save of 18. Oof. Oh, oh no. no. Okay, so you take a stress. <laughs> which, if you've rolled it using that function, it automatically does it. So Yeah. Yeah. I see it. I got I got one. Okay, cool. Um, B for totally chill reasons. Mm-hmm. What was your main gun? My main gun is the pulse rifle. Oh, is a pulse rifle? Yeah. Yeah, love that for me. <laughs> now, when I failed my save, I was holding the trank pistol. I know. But my main gun is the pulse rifle. Uh-huh. Okay, so um, Delphine, you take 16 points of damage. 16 health points. Health points? Um, yep. Um, if I only had 14 health points. <laughs> Uh, so that's a wound. How many wounds can you take? Uh, two. Okay, so you're down to one wound. I need you to roll a d10 for me. Four. Four. Okay, yeah, uh, you take a bullet to the gut. Oh, Nick. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you begin bleeding, which means, um, I, I don't, I actually don't see any rules for that. It just says, um, bleeding, if, which not stopped quickly, can overwhelm you. Cool. <clears throat> I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> Gut shots are definitely not uh, a thing you can just... Uh, it means you take one damage every round until the bleeding has stopped. So bleeding adds up. If you're bleeding one damage per round, bleeding plus one, you now take two damage per round. So every bleeding, you just add take more damage per round. Okay, so it's bleeding plus two. So you're taking three damage a round until your bleeding is stopped. Okay, so yeah, the door opens. Delphine, you take a bullet to the gut and immediately start bleeding, which is pouring out in zero G, beating up into crimson marbles in front of you. Seabold, you hear that gunshot from looking out the viewport and you guys turn 
to see B floating in the organism wrapped around her face and torso. It's tentacles still reaching out and pulling her along as like you see her form holding her pulse rifle, which is now smoking. Am I conscious still? Oh no, B is dead. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to, to check. <laughs> B is just very in case. Dead. I apologize for not saying that outright, but I thought it was more dramatic if we cut <laughs> to the others. Like, B is very dead. Uh, B, B sounded dead, but I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, yeah. And you can even see as the creature is wrapped around her, her body is like twitching unnaturally as she raises the rifle for another round of shots. Uh, what do you guys do? Uh, I think Delphine with her little, her little revolver just point it at are not be uh-huh. be and just like <laughs> take a shot B, you got here faster than i thought you would <laughs> go ahead and make a combat check how remind me how to do that because i think the last time delphine did it it was at the beginning sure oh just the stat roll for combat yeah it's a stat roll so you're rolling percentiles okay and you're trying to roll below your combat score now if you have um firearms or military training, mm-hmm. you can add to your combat to give you a bigger range to hit. Can I argue that I am a zero G expert and that firing my weapon in zero G? <laughs> Good try. No. All right. Unfortunately, no. And not in this. Not to put myself in an even worse position, but would you say being shot and floating in the w- middle of wherever would be a disadvantage? Um, no, I'll be nice. Okay. This time. This time. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I uh, needed to meet a 32, and I got a 38. Okay. It was close. I was so close. So, like, you kind of brace yourself on the nearby ladder so the gunshot doesn't send you flying backwards, because your zero-G chaining, while not a benefit, at least tells you enough to do that. And while your shots do come close, they fly just past it. And actually, I think one bullet even grazes the creature's flesh, but it doesn't seem to react. And the creature puppeting the body of B... I hate this. ...is continuing to advance. Seabolt. Uh, did the alien open the door with the fob? <laughs> it would have had to. <laughs> mm. Okay. So, I mean, the doors do, like, recognize the, the presence of the fob automatically right. within proximity. Right. Okay. And so that green fob could open the door to module two, say. Uh, 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 uh let me see. Into module two? Mm-hmm. Oh, we would have tried. You know that the, the clearance to get into module two requires orange. Okay. Hmm. Okay, Seabold is trying to think of, like, how the fuck can I get out of Dodge? Um, <laughs> let's fuck this. Um, hmm. You can get back to the ship. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I think Seabold's just going to... Yeah, Seabull's just going to split. You're going to leave Delphi? Uh, at this point, because she's been shot, I think what he's going to be like, uh, she's fucking dead, dude. I mean, how far away like from the alien is Delphine? Delphine was like maybe 30 feet from the door. B came through. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, Seabull feels bad about this, I think, but... Shh. Legitimately is like, what the hell am I supposed to do? Um, <laughs> it's like this thing has already killed us before. Um, yeah, 
I think he's gonna try to like start making his way towards the ship, but not like a full on like totally split. Mm -hmm. But like I will try to like take a shot at the alien with the rigging gun, like sure. on the way out. But like okay. I'm firmly not trying to stand my ground. It's like on yeah. the way out. Right, right, right. Go ahead and make a combat check. Um, you do have disadvantage yeah. though, since like you're you're basically shooting over your shoulder. Yep. Combat disadvantage, and that's a 94. Okay, yeah, the, the rigging gun goes wide. Uh, I think the rigging gun trails a cable. Mm -hmm. It does, yep. yep. <laughs> and uh, like the harpoon lodges itself in the wall over the thing's shoulder, and the cable is left there uh, to drift in the zero G. And you see it raises B's rifle for another shot. And actually, at this time, I need Siebold to make me a body save. Okay. Do I have advantage here? No. <laughs> nice try. Worth asking. Nice well, it's try. an 84, so. Okay. You take 16 <laughs> points of damage um, and a stress. You take a stress for your missed shot as well. Mm -hmm. And I need you to roll a d10 for me. So if, if I take 16 points... And I have 13, so I take a wound, and take do I just wound. take like three on top of that? Yes, it, yeah, with the remainder carry like carries over to your Yeah, so it wound. carries over. Cool, yeah. so I have 10. Yeah. And then what now? So you took a wound, so you need to uh, roll a d10 for me, and we'll determine what form that wound takes. Okay. Uh, what kind of wound is this, I guess? It's going to be a gunshot. Okay. Uh, you just roll a d10, and then it'll tell me off this chart I'm looking at. It's a, it's a one. Okay, so that is bleeding plus one. So I think the bullet kind of hits you in the shoulder, kind of grazing your clavicle, and blood just begins bubbling and beating up as it's floating in front of you in the zero G. So you're taking two points of damage each round. Mm -hmm. And actually, as it shoots you, you see B's body kind of go slack as the thing launches itself off of her towards Delphine. Delphine, you take two points of bleed damage are you doing anything to try and stop it or get away? Um, should probably try to shoot it again. I'm not sure that Delphine thinks that there is really a chance of getting away. Okay, uh, make a combat check. <laughs> I failed again. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> it's a 58. Yeah, you're We're getting worse. Right, right, right. So that's another stress. You're sweating, grunting through the pain, and you're shakily raising your pistol and unleash another shot. It's It goes wide as you just see this thing's tentacles flay wide and its mouth that just goes straight through it to nothing that's lined with teeth opens up as it's launching itself at you. Siebold, you take... Uh, oh, um, sorry, Caitlin, that would have been three points of bleed damage. Siebold, you take two points of bleed damage. Mm -hmm. Are you still GTFO? Uh, is is the alien like fully like on Delphine now? It's launching itself at Delphine. Okay. It's going to land in a second. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, and like B's body is just kind of on the ground. Uh, it's floating motionless. Okay. Yeah. Cause it's still zero G. Okay. I'm stupid. Yep. Um, all right, wait, we're still in the module where the greenhouse is, right? Uh, no, you're in you're in module three. Module three. We need to get to the greenhouse for the yellow fob, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
So that's the direction that B and the monster came from. So I think Seabold's going to see this as an opportunity now to get that fob. Uh, <laughs> so Seabold's going to run and try to get the uh, fob. I mean, like, not run, but float, you know? And float, try to yeah. get Try to get the... Uh, the green fob off of B sure. and, and make his way to the greenhouse. And hopefully he can at least try to turn this failed run into something successful. Sure. Yeah. So I think you were going down on your way to the ship and you realized that, oh, I could go for the fob. So you shoot over on the lower deck to the ladder to kind of come up behind where the monster in B is to then go through. Mm -hmm. You get down there and you kick off of the exoloader to launch yourself towards the ladder um, and you start going up the ladder and you pop back up just in time to see the monster hit Delphine. Delphine, I need you to make me another body save. <laughs> 72 out of 18. <laughs> 72 Yay. It's a C minus, right? So it's fine. Uh, not in this game. I know. I was trying to confuse them. <laughs> yeah, Delphine, this thing, it's flying at you and uh, you put up your hands to defend yourself and it like hits you and its tentacles immediately wrap all the way around you and you feel electricity course through your body um, and you take 38 points of damage. So I don't know if anyone knew this, but Delphine has died. Seabold, <laughs> <laughs> you pop up and see that happen and see Delphine's body immediately start spasming as this thing mm -hmm. is just like hugged her to death, her mm -hmm. face and torso and everything. And it seems like it, at least for the moment, it is feasting off of her bioelectricity. Great. And so you dart through PMA 4-3? Uh, yeah, if, if I've grabbed the, the fob, yeah. The, oh yeah, the green fob. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll say that you can grab that off of B's corpse. Sorry, B. Uh, yeah, and I'm just gonna try to make my way to the greenhouse as quickly as I can. Sure. Uh, you're continuing to bleed, so you take two more points of damage. Yeah. So that brings me to six. Cool. All right. And yeah, you're able to get through into module four, the environmental control and life support systems, you know, pipes, tanks, all that stuff everywhere. You know, the greenhouse is through PMA4B in the floor, mm -hmm. the floor, quote unquote, of this module. You take two more points of damage as you continue to bleed out. Yep. Down the four. Uh, yep, you get to the airlock and can pass through it. You take two more points of damage. Down to two. And you see the body floating by the ladder about halfway down into the greenhouse. You can push off and you get there and take two more points of bleed damage. And I have taken two wounds. Uh, roll another d10 for me. That would be a seven. Seven. Um, I, yeah, you push off and you see the security fob hanging on its belt. And as you're floating to it, you see darkness begin creeping into the corner of your vision. And right as you get to the body, you pass out. You guys all hear the melancholy guitar of the opening of Before I Disappear by Highland Rose. And all wake up on the stasis deck of SMS 108. Cut to commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you.
everyone, Nick Yurisiva here, your warden of this season of Fables Around the Table, Continuum, playing Mothership by Tuesday Night Games. Here's a quick reminder of the talented people on this episode. Caitlin Camp plays Delphine. She is a Fables veteran, having appeared on seasons Lost, Candlelight, and Greetings from Hell. She was also a guest on Tales of the Voidfarer. Roger Page is Siebold. He is also a Fables veteran, having appeared on seasons Tainted Love, Lost, and Greetings from Hell. Additionally, Roger plays Remix on our mass podcast, Cape Chronicles. He guested on Tales of the Voidfarer as well, and he's a streamer. Catch his streams at twitch.tv slash Mr. Roger. That's M-I-S-T-E-R-R-O-D-G-E-R. Andy, a.k.a. Bam Crash Kapow, plays B. She's a variety streamer, and you can catch her streams at twitch.tv slash Bam Crash Kapow. Adam Seats plays Jack. They are the co-author of any award-winning D&D 5e adventure, One Night Strahd. One Night Strahd is currently available for purchase on DMs Guild. Tanner Bivens, once again, returns to play Cameron in the flashback you heard at the top of the episode. Once again, shout out to Anna Matthews for voicing the ship's AI, Ava. Anna has also recorded voiceover previously for Fables Around the Table, Tiffany. A huge shout out to Chelsea Rexinger, the technical editor for this season of Fables. Chelsea has GM'd and appeared as a player on almost every past Fables season, and she plays Royale on Cape Chronicles. And she makes nerdy candles at her Etsy store, where you can even have her create a custom candle for your D&D character. You can check them out at etsy.com shop slash plot kindling candles. Lastly, as I said at the top, I am Nick Yurisiva, your humble warden. I am the GM of Tales of the Voidfarer, our Emmy-nominated D&D 5e Spelljammer podcast. I've also been on Fable Season's Curse, Lost, Super, and I play Quasi-Raptor on Cape Chronicles. Special thanks to the band Highland Rose for use of their song Before I Disappear off the EP Dark Times. If you like this show and all the other content we create here at Project Derailed, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash projectderailed. And also join us on the Project Derailed Discord at projectderailed.com slash discord. And be sure to follow us on social media, now including threads at Table Fables Podcast. Memory desync detected. Downlink complete. Good morning, crew. It is 0214 Earth Standard Time on October 7th, 2133. At a solar orbit of positioning error. Your wake-up song is Before I Disappear by Highland Rose, 2021. Look, Seabold tried, okay? <laughs> Seabold tried. No, Seabold did try. Mm -hmm. I took a stress for my failure. Do I take a stress for dying? Yeah. Okay. So that puts me at 10. Just to confirm, coming back, we go back to full health and... Full health, but you keep your stress. Sounds good. Just like real life. Uh... Yay! <laughs> uh, <laughs> different day, same stress. That's the next hat that Jack spawns in with. <laughs> So, you guys all wake up on the stasis deck of SMS 108. Same time, same timestamp. 
You hear Ava's voice cheerfully announce that your wake-up song is once again Before I Disappear by Highland Rose 2021. <laughs> um, and I do need everybody to make panic checks. Okay. That's a 20. What? 19. Mm, I got a failure and it tells me what it is. But I think I can choose to do something about that. Oh, it like automatically yeah. like the effect. I think I can choose oh, to succeed because of the Teamster thing. Um, hang on. Oh, Let me... Yeah. Plus five doll stab. Once per session, you may take advantage on a panic check. Okay. Let me... Let me see what happens if I roll it again. No. All right. So I still failed. Um, it told me that I got nightmares. So sleep is difficult. Gain disadvantage on all comfort saves. There's no comfort here. There is no comfort here. Look, the last time I got a hug, it killed me. <laughs> um... Yeah, actually, I'm going to adjudicate that this way, since there hasn't been a whole lot of sleeping in the 72-minute time loop. Jack, uh, you are plagued with, like, in the, the desync, because you get that, like, desync Memory detected, desync and then, like, a downlink mm -hmm. complete. Um, when this happens, you get flashes of you losing your grip, floating out above the external storage platform the oppressive terrifying black hole raging silently above you the sound of a gunshot the trigger pulled by you these events just replay over and over and over as your memories are downlinked into your implant and you wake up even more unsettled than you normally would be but you guys all awaken i also failed my panic Okay. Um, I got jumpy, gain one stress. All close crew members gain two stress. And, Ooh. Marine, whenever you panic, every nearby friendly player must make a fear save. Oh, no. So we automatically gain two stress and then a fear save. Cool. Tight, tight, tight. I did fail my fear save. Exciting. It's getting spicy. I am at 11 stress. I forget how you make a fear save. Delphine's just constantly living in hell anyway, so she got a two out of her 26. <laughs> 92. Oh, Jack failed the fear save. I got a 92. Dang. All right. Does this just mean you are frightened? I don't see... I don't see anything about... Frightened of me, maybe. <laughs> Apparently a fear save just means that you, you can't react. Like you're kind of frozen in fear. I think it comes up more for combat. I don't know if it really comes up in like a ton of. Yeah, it's more of a combat thing. Okay. Um, all right. So let's just let's just rule as like you know. Yeah. You you are like shook. You're shook, um, <laughs> and you can reflect that in your role playing however you see fit. <laughs> so, I think in accordance with how I rolled, you guys hear the music, and then you hear B like pounding on her stasis chamber, and she like shoves herself out. Like, she's clearly not okay. And immediately she's just, like, checking herself over and, like, not really cognizant of you guys at the moment. I think, Jack, if if this were a movie, there would just be the image of the black hole, like, and then zooms out into Jack's pupil and then zooms out into him just 
in the stasis pod and just staring into the middle distance. We see Jack's face and then just hard cut to black hole. Fast hard cut back to Jack's face a little bit closer. I, I literally don't think he even has the wherewithal to just bust out and grab a beer at this point. I think this is just a brain needs to reset. Mm-hmm. I think Seapold will like continue like the forward motion of like leaping for like the fob and kind of like carry this momentum like out of his pod and he'll like run into the table that's there like in the room and just kind of stabilize himself on the table and just kind of have both hands on the table taking deep breaths um kind of carrying that last life that he just basically had since he was the last one mm-hmm. to die so close to that fob so close Delphine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> delphine's doing a functioning depression uh she'll step out of her pod see everyone else's or like take in everybody else's condition uh see jack's not coming out open up his door uh grab that hidden beer put it in his hands and then she's gonna go uh suit up to go get the green fob caitlin i just have to say what the fact that delphine is like still trucking is honestly more terrifying (laughs) (laughs) than any of the rest of the crew's reactions (laughs) <laughs> there's something so deeply unsettling about going through everything that Delphine has gone through and she's still just like yep here we go <laughs> yep this sucks <laughs> guess we're gonna have to keep doing this this over again Woo-hoo. I love it so much <laughs> yeah Jack you get a, a beer shot yeah, I, I think that probably shakes him out of it and like <laughs> ah something familiar <laughs> yes <laughs> takes the one hand wipes the, the cryo slime off and um I just Gross. water <laughs> all over my monitor at, <laughs> at cryo slime. <laughs> Shit. Gross. <laughs> Put your <laughs> mouth on the cryo right, slime. Right when I was taking a sip of water. <laughs> we we did establish that, right? Like I don't remember. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay. Yeah. You're not submerged, but I think there is a residue that just accumulates naturally. Yeah. So yeah, just wipes the cryo slime off. Gets up, cracks the beer on the side of the thing to to get it open. Um, and um, yeah, uh, I guess just sort of takes stock. And I think the last major thing he remembered, aside from that, uh, was learning about the um, the zero G controls or the yeah. yeah, it was the gravity controls, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack's just gonna be like, all right, um, how, how about we have a, a team meeting? Team, team huddle, whatever the fuck the corporate book says we're supposed to call it. Why don't you just fucking take take a seat, please? These eyes dart to Jack and they're wide, like too wide for a moment, and then they narrow. And she walks up in his face. Floats up. Yeah. Sorry, right. <laughs> Floats up. Jack, what the hell happened? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I was um, outside on the external service uh, storage platform. And you were what? I was outside on the external storage platform to see what was out there. And when that reactor explosion came up, knocked me off and I couldn't get back to the uh, to the platform because it happened before I could tether myself off. So I uh, went floating off into space and decided I didn't really want to float off into space for all that long. 
she shoves him. <laughs> I you both drift apart in zero G a little bit. Yeah, I think there's <laughs> beer bubbles that are trailing through the air. Um, Jack, what if that had been the last one? Well, that's uh, probably a good thing it wasn't then, was it? That was so fucking careless. I just and then she just like turns away and starts gearing up again. She's not going to listen to his orders. All right. All right. That's fine. That's probably I probably deserve that. As B turns away, Seabold kind of tries to quietly say to Jack, so did you go in the black hole? No. No, I didn't. Um, thought about it. Because, I mean, what other person could say they've ever experienced something like that, right? That's a right. That's a hell of a thing. But, uh, yeah. no, I, uh, I decided I wasn't... I figured this was already enough hell. I didn't need to go through the infinite expanse of being torn apart molecule by molecule. Well, I mean, I kind of wish you did actually get in there and get torn apart molecule by molecule, so at least I could talk to you about it, but, you know, you just decided to... And he just motions the gun. Jack Jack puts a hand on Seabold's shoulder, and he's like, Well, bud, I'll be sure to throw you in next time. You can find out for yourself, bud. Yeah, I'm sure you would. What the fuck is wrong with you guys? Well, it's either this or uh, panic. A lot. So I, I think maybe some dark humor is uh, warranted here. You know what? For once, I actually have to agree with Jack, and I'm going to try to reach for another beer. <laughs> Jack will happily hand it over. <laughs> hey, the thing about a time loop is you have infinite beer. Effect. Goddamn right with you. <laughs> grip it and rip it. <laughs> Fucking grip it and rip it. Yeah. All right, kids. Well, tell you what. Uh... I don't know what y'all might have found uh, since you had a little bit more time than I did. I think, I hope, but uh, I found uh, I found one of those um, those uh, wrist computers that'll uh, turn off and on the uh, the gravity. So if we can get to that, that's a pretty handy little thing just to have on standby. Delphine will relay that. Uh, like I guess the information about the experimental uh, program that they should be able to access with one of the at least one of the fobs the green fob was it gosh it's too many fobs yellow. yellow fob the once we have the yellow fob but she reiterates we need to get the green fob before we go anywhere else all right you see Seabold is a little bit reactive to that. <laughs> that we should be able to basically give ourselves access to the system without having to track down all of the fobs again. God, wouldn't that be fucking nice? All right. We know where one of each of those is, right? I mean, the green one's right inside. The yellow one's in the greenhouse. Greenhouse. Right? It's confusing. Put the green one in the greenhouse. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, that seems like a pretty straightforward path. We just pop in, get the green one, move ourselves over, get the yellow one fiddle around on an Isaac terminal for a second and then uh, rocking and rolling. B sighs and turns around, like finally like looking at Jack again. Two things. One, it camouflages. Two, we're not alone in this space station. There's another person here. Oh, I'm sorry, what? There is another person on this space station, Jack. Are they, are they stuck in the time loop with us or are they just, are they just out there? I didn't get a chance to catch up. They went through 
in module six into the docked vessel that we saw there. Oh shit. I knew there was something going on with that shit. You know, I saw that vessel from outside while I was out there. It um it looked uh looked new. Looked uh it looked like a company ship. It wasn't wasn't branded and wasn't a Valkyrie ship. But it did look a lot newer. I figured it was whatever that crazy alien ship was, but uh I don't know, maybe that's what sunk into the black hole or something. What do you say we go make some new friends? Yeah, I was thinking about it. They weren't the friendly sort. Hmm. So if we're the ones stuck in this time loop, there's no telling that alien isn't also stuck in this time loop. And I just thought about that. And I hate, I hate that. I wish I hadn't thought about that. I mean, well, if this alien is disguising itself, maybe it's learning just like we're learning about it. God, I fucking hope not. <laughs> That's exactly what you want to hear—an evil laugh from GM. From the heavens, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, let's just go to a whole lot, a whole lot of fucking spice here. Um, all right. Well, time's a wasting. I guess we better grip it and rip it as <laughs> as he grabs another beer and uh, makes his way towards the hatch. You guys are at the twelve minute mark. I figured. B slaps the beer out of Jack's hand. Oh, oh come on. It, it spins in zero G, <laughs> kind of sending a spray of beads of beer and foam. <laughs> like he tries to corral some of the, the beads together. Just, oh, come on. <laughs> and just scoop it with your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Suction it up like you see the NASA astronauts on the ISS in those videos yeah. on the Discovery Channel. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> B is very mad. So don't fucking shoot anybody again. What are you talking about? I guess you wouldn't remember that part, but you kind of got turned into a fucking puppet. Her, she pales pretty badly. And I was going to say takes a step back, but I guess she doesn't because we're in zero G. <laughs> she takes a metaphorical <laughs> step back. Mm. You're fucking kidding me. No, I, I think Jack pales for other reasons at the mention of B being mm -hmm. taken over. Yeah, I mean, we called you over, we were waiting for you with the fob, and when you showed up, it wasn't you anymore. It found me in medical. It that's how I learned it camouflaged. It it looked like a it looked like machinery on the wall. It looked like conduits and wires and there was a blinking red light and then it grabbed me. Yeah, well, you didn't just die there. You know, your body lived on in a way. Can confirm you're still an excellent shot. Delphine, I imagine, self-consciously, like... Rubbing her gut. <laughs> B kind of looks at Delphine and frowns a little, like, not at her, just, like, she looks really thoughtful. And then she's just going to wordlessly, like, go to the weapons locker. Well, all right. And uh, I think, aside from just the generic gear Jack always has, I think he just suits up real quick and then makes his way towards the okay. towards the gate. Um, Seabold, you grabbing any equipment? Um, I think for this one, because I usually have my rigging gun. I'm trying to think if I want to take anything special this time. <laughs> you, no, no, no. I'll just take the rigging gun. I'll take the. I'll take that. I was gonna be. I was gonna be stupid, but we'll just take the rigging gun. We'll just gear up like normal. I think I'm gonna grab the trank pistol again, and the combat shotgun, and that's it. Now she is going to put the pulse rifle away, in case I get taken over again. Ooh, 
Yeah, and Seabolt just gears up like normal, no special EMP thing or anything this run. Okay. So you guys take take a few minutes to mm-hmm. gear up. And I will say that given that like you guys had to wake up and have a conversation, that yeah. was your scene one, scene two is gearing up. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, although Delphine kind of got her shit together right away. But... Yeah. Sorry, you guys aren't as cool as me. I'm sorry <laughs> that my trauma response is not just mindlessly float through and do shit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> is the plan to enter through module six and grab the fob or grab the fob and move the ship? Uh, I mean, we have to go into this module to grab yeah. the green fob, right? Like, it's right there? It's, it's right inside the door. It's not even in Module 6. It's in ADC-6B. Oh. The, it's in the airlock. Because uh, Ira died with it, waiting for the ship to arrive with Cameron to pick him up. Right. <clears throat> Here's a thought. Um, just in case something fucky happens, why don't we uh, go and log ourselves in with the with the green fob there at the Isaac Terminal right in that room, just so we know we got that one. Mm. And we can go maybe move the ship after that. I mean, we could still make friends with those people in the ship. Or at least one person, I don't know. You only saw one person, but I'd bet there's more. I mean, you want to try hacking into their uh, security system there, bud? I mean, we could. I mean, or we could just try having a conversation with them. I don't know, maybe they'll let us in. You know, not everybody doesn't have friends, Jack. I tried that. Delphine's going to cut in and say... I like the first part of the plan. I think we get the fob. I think we try to get ourselves all in on the green fob at least, so then we can get through the doors. But if you guys want to make friends, that's on you. I think I'd like to at least go get the yellow fob, even if it's me by myself, just in case your making friends goes wrong. And then at least I can try to get us all in on the yellow fob. Seems fair. Unless you're all dead, which, in which case, I guess it would only benefit me. But either way. Well, either way, if we get the yellow fob, we have to all be there. So that way we all get yellow fob access. So I think it's probably smart if we don't split up, at least for now. I I think I had asked Nick about that last time, and we figured out there would be a way to fucker it around by copying the uh, the security access over from one of our internal computers to the rest of us if... One person got it, and then we all met up at some point, some other time, even if we died. Yeah, theoretically possible. I mean, as long as that person doesn't die off on their own, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, when we respawn, that person will still have the the access, and then at the next Isaac terminal, we can just share it around. Sure. Share that. Yeah. <laughs> you just see Seabold kind of go, you know, I just... I kind of just don't want us to split up again, you know? It didn't really go well last run, and, and realistically, I mean, it was kind of my fault. But I, I'm sorry, okay? I just, I thought I thought we would be able to do it, and I just didn't think it through all the way. Hey, Zeebold, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a rare moment of um, honesty and openness with you here for a second, pal. Uh, in, in our lives, we will fail constantly. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> I think Delphine laughs in spite of herself. <laughs> and Jack will Jack will pat him on the shoulder. Thank you for that rousing speech. <laughs> <laughs> Good talk. Takes a sip of the beer. Jack is a treasure. This feels like a conversation <laughs> with my dad. Uh, all right. Just moving as a squad then. Squad walk. Float. Sure. Sorry. Squad? Squad, <laughs> squad float. Squote time. <laughs> Squote. Um, 
Hang on, I'm, I'm a ding-dong diddly doofus and I haven't pulled up the map this game. Um, all right, here, here's a thought. I don't know if it's gonna work, but if we can get in there, grab that green key card, key it to ourselves, pop around over, uh, and get down to that greenhouse and get that, um, get that yellow one. If we can grab the hand terminal for the, for the grav access, I don't know if there's gonna be a way to, like, upload it to our, uh, to our main computers ourselves, or if it's just gonna stay on that hand terminal, but it might not be a bad idea to try anyway. B just nods. She has been completely silent since you guys told her that she shot you guys. All right, go team. All right. <laughs> Jack just starts floating out. All right. Yeah, you exit through the airlock into ADC-6B, finding the uh, dead floating corpse of Ira, as you've done several times now, grabbing that green fob and heading into module six at the 24-minute mark. And the, the reactor blows at the 36-minute mark, correct? Correct. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go fuck around with the Isaac Terminal real quick. And then Jack does that. And that's when you hear the door open to PMA-65. The what? Uh, Who are you? Oh, this What one. are you doing here? And you see a woman in crew attire. She looks like she has a hastily bandaged abdomen. Then you can see a little bit of blood seeping through. She's holding it and she's holding a pistol in one hand. Um, uh, B, I will say that you probably put it two and two together. This is the person you saw. You didn't get a good look at them before. Okay. You saw them at a distance, but seeing them now closer in person, this was the person you saw go into the ship. Okay. Who are you? A better question. Who are you? And also, have you been stuck in this time loop with us? Time, time loop? I don't know what you're talking about. That's going to be a no. All right. That's going to be a no. Yeah. No, Jack just puts his hands up in the air. He's like, we don't want, we don't want no smoke. We're here. Well, here for a whole lot of reasons, but more of the story being, we're trying to figure out what, what exactly the fuck is going on. And if you know anything, it'd be real nice. We will, we'll happily try and patch you up if you can maybe give us some, uh, some handy dandy plot exposition. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to tell you. She just hit the fun. Everyone's going crazy here. Yeah, no, there's some sort of weird alien floating around. Uh, likes to eat electricity, I guess. I don't know. I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, anyone who would like to can make an intellect check for me. I wanna, yeah. I wanna do that. I probably shouldn't. Ooh. <laughs> I got a 19 out of 53. Oh, nice. I failed. Delphine, you immediately clock that she's lying to you guys. She knows something she's not telling you. Delphine will, because the way that I imagine Delphine in general is that she's usually somewhere like, if we're all in a group, like right behind Jack as the person in charge, but she'll put a hand on Jack's shoulder and then look this woman in the eyes and just say, now one more time, but this time the truth. Ooh. I told you everything I know. You told me a pretty story. You see her eyes dart from you guys to ADC-6A, the airlock to the docked vessel. I'm back at you guys. There's nothing here for you. Leave. We tried that. We really like to. (laughs) (laughs) Have you looked out of viewport? This station is fucked. Yeah. Yeah, no, we got that. I don't think we can leave until it's unfucked. That means you're stuck here too. Her eyes then dart past you guys to like the module seven area. And then she's just going to turn and pull herself back into module five 
as quickly as she can away from you. All right. See, I told you I hated making friends. How fast do we think we could get over to her? I mean, if you have handholds, you can immediately push off after her and at least match her speed. If she gets hung up on anything passing through module five, you might be able to catch up to her pretty quick. I mean, that's the way we want to go anyway, so I say we go for it. Yeah, yeah I think Jack just just goes after him immediately. Cool. Make a body save. I wish you wouldn't do that. <laughs> Can I make a speed check instead? Um, Yeah, you know what? Everyone who's making pursuit, make speed checks first. Oh, that's great. Would you let us add zero G to that? If you have zero G, you can add zero G. Yes. This I is have... the one time you get to use it. Yeah. I have athletics. Does that count? Um, I'll let you use that. Sweet. Ooh, success. Mine is a 35 for a 37, a success. Oh, holy. Jack. I'm so sorry, guys. That was a 99. Oh, oh Jack. I got a two. So, hooray. But... Um, Okay, okay, yeah. B, you're you're in hot pursuit, Delphine. You succeeded, Delphine, or I succeeded, but I wasn't pursuing very fast. Okay, and Seabold succeeded as well, if I remember. Yep. If I caught that. Okay. Mm-hmm. You did. So Jack, I need you to um, dies immediately. Dies immediately. Just the Grand Theft Auto <laughs> wasted fun comes up. <laughs> okay, you do have to make a panic check. I'm sure I do. And something bad happens. Uh oh. Hey, uh, I got an eight, which was a failure. And it gave me loss of confidence. Okay. Gain a new condition. Choose one of your skills and lose that skill's bonus. I'm going to say. Can I can I can I make a suggestion? Is it botany? No. Is it zero G? It's zero G. Could it be botany? <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I, uh I think zero G is way more thematically appropriate because not only is this chase in zero G, but you also died because of zero G, basically floating away from the station. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine. This, like, this is like that time in Call of Cthulhu. I gave my character ninety nine stats in trombones. Like, I sometimes I just pick a bad skill, and that's fine. Uh huh. Like, unless you can explain to me why Jack is like in this moment, be like, man, this shit's fucked. I'm never gonna be able to grow plants again. Uh, uh, you know what? <laughs> Hang on. Funny you say that. I do have something for you. Uh, perhaps this is when he realizes that being drunk during this chase is a bad idea. Um, no, it's mm, fine. I think, that's I, less, I, think I think that's less interesting. It is. That's fine. <laughs> I will remove zero G. <sighs> Christ. Yeah, and I, and I think that's that's why Jack immediately falls behind, I think. Um, I think he doesn't get a good handhold or foothold, and it's just one more fuck up after another, after the big one that just happened, and just Jack is feeling off his game. You just see a little cut of him losing his grip from before as he misses the handhold here. Yeah, exactly. Spins wild. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. Yeah. I believe everyone else makes pursuit. Who got the the best? Who rolled the lowest? That was B. I did, too. Okay. Yeah, so you launch yourself forward into Module 5 in pursuit of this crew member, and I need to make a body save. Okie dokie. That is 63. Okay. That still is a loss, but (laughs) even if I put athletics on it. Um, You take four points of damage as a bullet hits your battle dress armor, which I believe the armor eats. Yeah. So, but that does reduce your your armor down to three. Okay. 
um, as it took damage from the shot as this crew member, as she's pulling herself through, um, takes a shot over her shoulder. Do I take stress for that or no? Uh, no. Okay. Oh, you take stress for the failure. Okay. Yeah. But not for the damage. Yeah. Okay. But B, you're tight on her heels. And she's actually going to get to the other side of the module and try to go into the environmental control systems, uh, module four. And when she gets to the panel and tries to open it, she has to wait for it to open and you catch her. Nice. Seabold and Delphine are hot on your heels and the three of you kind of have her cornered in PMA 5-4. I think B's immediately going to put her in a hold like from behind mm-hmm. and face her towards Seabold and Delphine and say, we could have done this nicely. She spits at you. Delphine punches her in the face. Holy Hell shit. Hell yeah. I, you don't even got a roll for that. That's <laughs> badass. <laughs> she grunts. You do not know what you've gotten yourself into. Then why don't you enlighten us? And almost to punctuate that dramatically, the entire ship shakes. <laughs> And all the lights go out, and then the red emergency lights come on. She pauses, and she seems to be thinking. You're holding her arms behind her back. And B, you're right there next to her. And you see that she has some scarring on her face and neck that doesn't look too dissimilar from yours. She doesn't look scarred like it was from an accident, but she Mm -hmm. looks like she has some sort of augmentations. Hmm. And then you feel her kind of like flex her arms a little bit, straining against you. And like, you get a feel that she's stronger than she looks. I grip harder. (laughs) I need you to make me a body save. Okay. You can use athletics. Thank you. That is a 59 and my body. Uh, yeah, I failed. Okay. She flexes and basically breaks your hold, turns, and I need you to make another body save. Okay. That is a 25, which succeeds. Yeah, she throws a punch and it's fast and you only just barely react in time. It's like supernaturally fast. But as you pull away from her, uh, ducking backward, um, so that like her fist just comes like less than an inch from your face, she raises her gun and will shoot Delphi. Uh, Delphi, make a body save. Wow, that's incredibly rude. Um, I rolled an 82. I have failed. Okay. Yeah. So, so you take eight damage as you take a bullet. Seabold, you, you're right there by Delphine, and you see this happen. She immediately gets... Jack, you're fast approaching, and you kind of see this fight break out as the lights all go out, and everything's, like, now wreathed in the red glow of the emergency lights. You see the flash of the muzzle flare and Delphine gets shot in front of you as you're approaching, but you catch movement out of the corner of your eye a couple hundred feet behind you, like through the crew commons module. Down on their shit again. Do I have any way to, I guess, because I was moving right through the, uh, through the airlock, I guess. Is there any way to like hold it shut again? Yeah, you can try. Okay. Uh, I remember that it can squeeze through basically any gap because uh, life is terrible for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any way to close this like actually close it yeah so the airlock on the other side of stat second medical pma 65 mm-hmm. yeah you could close it with your just the green fob that you got off ira yeah okay so yeah the 
bulkhead door just immediately picks up your clearance within proximity. So just with the touch of the hand, you can close that door. Um, now this is actually the same exact module door you jammed shut and it squeezed through before. You've seen it control the doors with its electrical powers. In the one case, it used it to shut the airlock door. So you know it can probably open the door on its own um, if it's not jammed, but you also know the jamming it the way you did to not create a perfect seal. Right. Um, I mean, it'll buy us a little bit of time at least. Um, if, okay. if there's something to jam in there, I'll just, I'll try and do that real quick to, to buy us what little, whatever little bit of time we can get. Yeah, you can go back into medical and basically rip a uh, a mounted uh, IV pole off of the, one of the hospital beds and go and kind of that separates in the middle and you can use the two pieces to kind of jam the the pivoting pneumatic uh, opening mechanism of the door. Sure, and actually now that I think about it, um, if this is a medical area, is there any sort of anything that can squirt liquid? <laughs> Uh, probably. Uh, you don't see anything immediately in the open, but there are drawers, um, some supply drawers on this level, um, drawers in, like, cabinets and, like, you know, they're locked down things because, you know, space. But there's a, a medical office up the steps. Sure. I guess I was trying to think, like, um, you know, like in a dentist's office, right? Like, they'll have, like, the, the thing they put in your mouth and it's got the squirt gun. Yeah. Yeah, that. Uh... Yeah. It, just looking looking for anything that uh, might be able to unload on this thing as it squeezes through the door to see if I can short it out. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, introduce water to the electrical thing. Of trying. Was, yeah. was there an IV bag attached to the mount that he pulled? No. Yeah. No, it doesn't look like there was anybody recently in these beds. So they didn't have any sort of anything on them at the time. Well, I would like to spend time looking for that. Sure. Um, are you looking for it on this level or like as the stairs up to the med office, which you guys have not explored yet, is also the right by that PMA that you just know shut. Um, there's also a ladder that goes down in cold storage in the morgue also right there. Mm, yeah, no, I don't super want to be in the morgue around the thing that uses electrical impulses to reanimate dead bodies. Um, so I'm going to go the other way. Yeah, so you go up here and you see that this also has a, a door at the top of the steps like the StatSec HQ the security office did on the other side, but this only has green level clearance instead of the yellow level clearance that was on the other side. Oh, you know, God. the door you tried to shoot. Yeah, you know, the perfectly logical thing that I did. It's fine, <laughs> don't worry about it. Right. Yeah. So, you, so that you see that the the green love the green indicator light on the the access panel light up as you get within like six feet of it, um, and the door opens for you, and you find yourself in an office. You see that there's desks, there's a filing cabinet, and you do see floating near a desk a bottle of saline. Hmm. Well, a lot less than I would have liked, but uh, more than I had. So <laughs> I'll grab that and... There's also a fire extinguisher. I was going to ask. Um, I'm going to take that too, just in case. Uh, maybe maybe that'll do a thing. Um, and I will... Hmm. I will stay kind of close to the Isaac terminal, hoping that maybe its electricalness will uh, will mask my own so that it won't automatically know that I'm in here if it comes a-hunting. Otherwise, I'll just have with the... Um, the various nozzles and things ready to go to just blast them. Got it. B, Seabold, and mm -hmm. Delphine. Delphine, you're bleeding. Like, beads of blood are coming out through your fingers. Yeah, so this woman tried to punch B and then shot Delphine. Seabold, B, and Delphine, uh, what do you guys do? 
are they are they still in B's hold or did they break the hold? No, they run? broke B's hold. Okay. Are um, they running away? Like this the uh, this this person is about the stature of Delphine. Mm-hmm. Um they seem stronger That's than That's incredibly they. rude to Delphine. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know why. I could be wrong, but I was picturing Delphine about the stature of Caitlyn. (laughs) Wow. I don't know why you'd think that, but (laughs) I'm just going to point out that I'd like to say that Delphine is weaker than I am. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So it was rude to Caitlyn is what I'm hearing. I'm sorry, Caitlyn, but I do feel justified for my assessment of Delphine. (laughs) So what do you guys do? Trinker. Uh, I, yep, uh, I'll let you do that. Yeah, uh, B, make a combat roll. Okay. I'm just going to say that Seabold is going to immediately, like, try to tend to Delphine. Sounds good. You can make, uh, make, there's cert- oh, okay, so there's field medicine. So if you have that, you can use it. If not, just make an intellect check. Okay. I passed. Okay. Yeah. Phew. There's a puff of gas from the muzzle of this trank pistol, and you see the trank dart hit her chest right below the clavicle. Um, she does not stop. Excuse me? No. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. Body save or fall unconscious for 1d10 rounds. I'm going to roll the 1d10. She is unconscious for five rounds. Thank you. <laughs> there is something more happening. Five rounds. (laughs) (laughs) I rolled a 13 on mine. Oh, for medical? Yeah. Yeah, you patch the wound. Delphine stops bleeding. Um, Are there there rules for, like, field medicine and how that works? Um, I am not sure. Oh, medical. Uh, There's, like, a field medicine skill. You've at least stopped me from taking one damage every round. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say that you were able to heal two points of your damage and stop bleeding. So, but it still hurts a lot, Delphine. <laughs> I'm not very happy. Not uh-huh. that I usually am. Yeah. <laughs> B, go ahead and make me an intellect check. God damn it. 78, I failed. Okay. This woman is clearly fucking tough as nails, mm. or that trank dart was expired. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Both seem likely. <laughs> Both are mm. plausible. <laughs> mm. Okay, yeah, Delphine, Seabold was able to patch up the wound with, you know, some cloth and uh, kind of fashion, uh, like a tourniquet that kind of hold pressure on the wound. So you're not in any immediate danger, but you're in a lot of pain. Uh, you do anything in particular? Swear a lot. That tracks. So, okay, Jack, you just grabbed a fire extinguisher. Yeah. Are you heading downstairs? Or are you doing anything up here? You do see a second staircase that goes up even further. That is labeled medical storage. Oh, that sounds interesting. And also, Jack knows that Delphine's been shot and doesn't know anything else. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's let's poke around in medical storage for a second. Yeah, you go up that stairwell and you hit a door with a yellow clearance. Uh, God damn it. I shoot. No, I'm kidding. I know it's mean to say, like, hey, there's a thing. <laughs> oh, you can't go there. <laughs> Thanks. Um, all right, that's fine. I will... Actually, are there any uh, electronic implements around here? Any, um, I don't know, anything that has like a battery, anything that turns on remotely, defibrillator? Uh, yeah, actually, you find a defibrillator here in the med office. Tight. I am going to very quickly do its startup sequence. 
and then I'm going to just chuck it towards the door so that hopefully Mr. I Eat Electricity will be like, oh, look, a snack, and not look at me like that. Yeah. Yeah, you run down the steps with the defibrillator and toss it into PMA-65. Just as you see the door begin to power up, like someone's activating it from the other side. And it opens to see this thing writhing tentacles, and it gets ready to go through, but then sees the defibrillator and immediately jumps it, basically curling itself into a ball around the defibrillator. And you see that its little spines across the ridges of its tentacles are pulsating with a bioluminescence to a pattern as it appears to be feeding off of the electricity of the defibrillator. Well, I'll do it but to do it, and I will pull the trigger on the fire extinguisher. See what I can do. If I'm close enough to do so. Yeah. Would Jack be conscientious of the blowback? No. In this moment? No, absolutely not. Oh, oh God. Make me a body save. uh yeah give me give me just one hot spicy second here roll save body uh will you let me count industrial equipment on it (laughs) no no. and and you know what's great is what what you could have included on this was zero g (laughs) um anyway no i failed i got an 84 my body save is 30 oh god okay so yeah, you hold the fire extinguisher and you activate it and are immediately thrust backwards, smacking your head against the ceiling above you and you take five points of damage. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't suppose my armor eats any of that. Is your hat armor. <laughs> you know, well, I guess my, my question to you then is, I guess the armor sticks around because it doesn't get damaged, I suppose. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't. I think rules is written. I think like the armor always takes off first. But um, uh, you know what? I'll let you decide. Do you want it to destroy your armor, or do you want to take the damage and bypass the armor? Uh, you said it was five damage. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just okay. take it. Yeah, and and you're probably concussed. Uh, that doesn't have any mechanical benefits, but you can role play it as you see fit. Does <laughs> suck. Can I suggest that his hat is blown off? I, I like that, Roger. Yeah, the hat that flies by saying, um, uh, <laughs> this time the hat says, avoid hangovers, stay drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Been there. Uh-huh. Yeah, so you smack off the ceiling and kind of ricochet off of it and are now floating there kind of dazed, only about, like, eight feet from this thing that is still, like, it, it's gotten some, like, frost on it on the one side, just, like, caked with white on that side, but not enough to really harm it because you got jettisoned away before, like, you could really douse the thing, but it still seems preoccupied with feeding off of the defibrillator. Well, you know, that could have been a lot worse. <laughs> Probably. So... B, this woman goes to try and open the door to module four. I want to grab her and throw her at the creature. Yeah, go ahead and make a, uh, a, a combat check. Come the fuck on! I got a 96. Oh no! Unnice. Yeah, you just can't get a grasp on her. And actually, you just trying to grab her at all, she's going to turn and try and shoot you. Make a body save. Okay. Okay. Will we say that I have the ability to act now? Yes. What do you want to do? Okay. Uh, I'm going to try to use the uh, grapple gun that I have, or rigging gun, and try to 
get her all tangled up. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, do I add anything to that? Or what do I use? Just combat? So it would be a combat check, mm-hmm. but you can add industrial equipment. I do. I didn't do it. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, so Seabold, you launch your rigging gun and uh, the like harpoon and cable uh, and ping into the bulkhead right behind her. And right as there's a gunshot and B is hit with a bullet, which is only four points of damage. My armor eats that. Yeah, your armor eats it. Although, um, but that means your armor's damaged now and only has three points left. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's like a, uh, and you like you feel it in your chest like you got punched, mm-hmm. but your your body armor stops it. Delphi, are you, are you doing anything? Or are you mostly like nursing your wound? Um, she's not really cut out for combat, unfortunately. I think at this point, like seeing everybody else is making attempts and feeling rather hurt uh, about getting shot. Um, she'll try to shoot with her revolver. Yeah, go for it. Remind me the how to do it with the... You make a combat check. Um, if you have firearms training... I have zero G. Uh, uh. No. <laughs> I think you're so mean. Sorry. It seems like the pain has focused Delphine in a way that nothing else has because I rolled a three. And my combat check Jeez. is very nice. Radical. Oh, Hell yeah. wow. Um, yeah, go ahead and roll damage. Uh, Ten. Damn. Ten? That's what it says. Yeah. Yeah, you shoot and you hit this woman square in the chest and she like gasps and like spits up some blood and like the blood, you know, beating outwards and floating away. Uh, and she kind of holds her chest and B, you're standing right there and her eyes go wide and you actually see them focus and you can see um, like your cybernetic eye, um, kind of below the veneer of like, you know, a normal iris and Solera, you see pinpricks of light of cybernetic eye, like struggling to focus as like, she's like kind of in shock, like holding her chest wound. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't seem to be fighting anymore, thing in like, <gasps> it seems your bullet pierced a lung. Uh, Seabold's gonna go try to stabilize her. Yeah, uh, you can float to her um, and go ahead and make another medical, uh, like a, another medical check. Same same thing you did for yeah. Dan. You're lucky we need you alive so we can talk. We'll go ahead and make that roll and then we'll adjudicate it in a second. Yep. Jack, you're dazed, but slowly regaining your composure. Um, it does look like the creature is now beginning to slow, like a tentacle at a time, like kind of unfurl itself. Uh, well, I guess the only thing to do is uh, try and escape and shoot the... Um, shoot the fire extinguisher behind me if it gets too close. <laughs> Use it. Yeah, if only I knew how zero G worked. I mean, you're used to being under thrust. Mm. Um, hey This is a family show, clearly. Mm. <laughs> well, fuck! <laughs> yeah, you start moving. You could get into the StatSec HQ with the rest of your friends. Roger, what'd you get on that uh, medical check? Uh, 50. And your target number? Uh, you said intellect, right? It was 48. Yeah. Okay. This wound is worse than Delphine's was. She's floating there, still like alive and breathing, but she's not trying to fight anymore. 
and Delphine, you see Jack coming towards you, but you see the creature push away from the defibrillator, and then you see it inflate its, like, pockets inside of it, and then push that air to give itself a boost, and then it's grabbing the hospital beds and stuff as it rockets itself in Jack's direction coming up behind him. Uh, Delphine will try to shoot at the monster. Yeah, go ahead and make a combat roll. Ooh, she's getting real good at this revolver stuff because I rolled a one this time. Damn. Damn. Wow. Yeah, you hit that thing square. Go ahead and roll damage. Eight. Okay. Yeah, you hit it, and as it's like midair, it kind of like recoils and like starts to rotate with the impact of the shot, but then is able to like lash out a tentacle and still moves. It slowed it for like half a second. And you definitely see the wound. Uh, There's no blood. It just, like, punched through flesh, and it's still coming. B. Um, B wants to grab Jack and try to go back towards um, PMA fucking whatever that's the opposite way of the creature. Like, so um, you have the woman who's shot and bleeding, and Seabold is tending her. That's in PMA 5-4. That's where you are now. Um, Delphine is just outside of it, and Jack is a little bit further. So you're trying to go grab Jack and pull him. I want to get Jack away from the creature. Right. Yeah, you could get to Jack and meet him. He's he's on his way to you anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack, you see B start coming back for you. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll try and keep getting closer and, like, reach out a hand as soon as I get near so she can pull me back. Yeah, I do that. Yeah, yeah, you start pulling, but the creature is faster. Of course it is. B and Jack, as you kind of look back over your shoulder, you see it right there, but it moves past you, past Delphine. To her. Past Seabold, and immediately... Oh, fuck, I just attacked my microphone. (laughs) (laughs) That needs to stay in the recording. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Getting too in character. Yeah, uh, it... wraps its tentacles around her like entire head and like upper torso and you see her body immediately begin to spasm oh and Siebel make a body save oh great um okay that's a 42 that's a failure um okay Douglas Adams would be so upset (laughs) good fucking book unfortunately we are doing the exact opposite of what it breaches uh, which is panic a lot, panic right now, panic <laughs> mm-hmm. all the time. Why wouldn't we? You take 46 points of damage, Siebel. What? I'm dead, at least. <laughs> well, you don't even see it because your attention is on her, yeah. and you see this thing fly past you uh-huh. and wrap itself around her head and torso, and then suddenly her arm reaches up and grabs your neck and flexes to just break your neck. Does his health, like, stack underflow? So, like, he just gets it back? <laughs> no. So, you guys see that happen. And then it grabs her pistol that's floating nearby and levels it at Delphine. Delphine, make a body save. Where is my dice? Body save. Ooh, my body save is 18 and I got a 14. Wow. Yeah, nice. Yeah, you're able to kind of grab the handrail for the staircase that's like right by and kind of pull yourself to roll out of the way. And the bullet goes wild, flying past you. You said I was outside the door? Yeah, all three of you are now in the StatSec HQ, the very like police headquarters sort of like common office space on the space station. Um, and then this creature attached to this woman is in PMA 54 along with the dead body of Siebel. And Delphine tried to shut the door. <laughs> Yeah, you could try to shut the door. Um, I know it's not that useful, but... It's something. 
you have to move forward to touch the panel. Sure. So you have to come within like five feet of her, but. Sure. We are moving out of desperation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go and make a speed check for me. Speed check. Which I think Delphine's pretty good at. She has better speed than other things, but I mean, honestly, I've been rolling really well and now I'm a little scared. Yeah, because I failed. Uh, My speed check is a 44 and I got a 54. Okay. Yeah, you go to do that, and then right before you get to it, it's still, like, wrapped around her, but one of the tentacles unfurls itself fast and reaches out to grab you before you can get to the panel. Make a body save for me. Ooh, I got a nine. (laughs) Nice! The Mothership app is literally what I'm using, and I am in disbelief that it's worked as well. Uh So am I, and I'm missing a lot. Yeah, so it reaches out and grabs you and tries to immediately wrap the tentacle around your neck, but you're able to get, like, your hand up just in time to keep yourself from from it getting enough of a grip to do any damage. And it kind of throws you backwards, and you kind of drift kind of back to the level of B and Jack. Uh, B and Jack, what do you do? I'm going to drink it, unless Jack wants to do something. I'm... I mean, I feel like at the same time you do that, I'm going to chuck the the bottle of um, saline solution at it. Okay. Go ahead and make a combat check, Jack. Uh, I don't think you get to add anything to this because it's kind of an improvised dealio. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. That was a critical failure at 88. Okay. Yeah. You, you just get the angle off. And again, accounting for zero G, you're like expecting it to arc and it doesn't, and it sails over its head and kind of bounces harmlessly off of the top of the bulkhead uh, in PMA 5-4. Okay, I want to trank it. Yeah, go for it. Make a combat check. That is a 12, bitch. Okay, another trank dart. Boom. Now, with a 12, do you want to shoot for the organism attached to the lady or the lady herself? Organism. Okay. Yeah, you hit it square. Okay. Target must make body save or be unconscious for D10 rounds, and you don't roll dice, so I'm just going to roll the round. <laughs> I'm in charge now. Go ahead and roll. That is 10 rounds, bitch. Uh, it doesn't work. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> it's alien biology is not compatible with the trinka. Shut your mouth. I'm mad. <laughs> That's twice. That's twice now. <laughs> I have a feeling we're supposed to die. No, Mr. Bond. So you fire and it hits. You can still see the trank dart sticking out of her chest. And now it has a trank dart sticking out of the fleshy, tentacly mass that is encompassing her whole head and upper torso. And she doesn't seem to stop. And she reaches out her hands, not one of the tentacles, but like the hand of the woman you were chasing. And she touches the console to the door. And the red emergency lights in the entire module begin to flicker and go out. And the bioluminescence on the organism glow bright, shedding enough light to illuminate the area, even with the emergency lights off. And its body seems to swell and writhe larger. God damn it. It appears that through this woman somehow, it is able to siphon electricity from the station more efficiently. Then it lunges for you, and three tentacles at once lash out at the, each of the three of you, and I need all three of you to make body saves. God, fucking shit-ass bitch. What's my fucking body? Uh, it continued to give me a critical failure at 88. Oh, no. Uh, do I get to add anything to this? Uh, no. Then I, I fail too. We all fail together. We all fail. 
Memory desync detected. Downlink complete. Good morning, crew. It is 0214 Earth Standard Time on October 7th, 2133, at a solar orbit of Positioning Error. Your wake-up song is Before I Disappear by Highland Rose, 2021. <laughs> I'd love yeah, to tell I'm... you I was at anything but 19. Ooh, no! no. <laughs> Back on Toral, I was a nobody. I got teleported out here, and here I'm something. I'm somebody. The Voidfarer begins maneuvering towards this 200-meter-long space whale. To handle one of these, you need grit. Is that something you have? I'm a tiny little guy. Of course I got grit. If you tried anything, it would end very poorly for you. This alithid dreadnought warps away, accelerating to spell jamming speed as quickly as they arrive. Who the fuck? <laughs> what am I trying to say here, Ravnus? That we're crew. I like that. We're crew. That is a natural one. <sighs> you send yourself sailing out the side of the ship, untethered. Oh. I'm putting a python into the ground. I'm wrapping my rope around it, but I'm jumping into the gravity well. <laughs> a gnome, a halfling, and a half-orf walk into a bar. I forget the middle part, but the punchline is feathers everywhere, and that's not my peanut butter. I cast Tasha's hideous laughter. <laughs> Climb aboard for Tales of the Voidfarer, wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, my consequences have actions. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait, way wait. Why do you want to be a hero? Yeah, she's gonna sort of like uh, drop down out of the sky and try to kick him like, you know, square in the chest. Look, I don't know what you're fucking trying to do here, but I don't make deals with enemies who put grenades in a box like they're the $5 movie bin. Release Mystery. 
or you all will be the ones that are extinct. I don't know if I can have an honest conversation with Royale as a corgi. You're right, it's fucking not funny. I mean, literally no one would find this funny. Remix, use the dragon filter that would make it funny. It's just like man standing emoji. Just T-posing in the corner. <laughs> Who is your contact? Benchmark. Who? Hey, I just need Buzz Nest for like one minute, and then you guys can go back to whatever you were doing. Check out season two of Cape Chronicles starting Wednesday, October 5th, every first and third Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. File folders contain important information. Hey, I'm Saker. And I'm Evan. And our podcast is It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Hey, what's that podcast about, Ev? So, do you know of a band called Bare Naked Ladies? One week. Yeah, yeah, that's one of them. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, I know yeah. of them. Did you ever want to learn more about them? Or... Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, well, then this is the podcast for you because we teach you nothing with various guests. Yeah, like uh, like Matt Besser. Holy we shit. climbed in a second-story window and partied in this house where we barely didn't know at all the people that was crazy holy fuck mike mitchell why well, I, I don't know how how like how much you guys really do love bare naked ladies justin mcelroy grab your tongue grab your tongue and i want you to say born on a pirate ship you were born on a pile of shit and many more so check it out but also if you don't like bare naked ladies we talk about them probably like a third of the time so uh, yes that's every Tuesday, wherever fine podcasts are sold. We can make a board game about it. Projectderailed.com